Hello and welcome back to the Three Guys Podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm Ben. I'm Dixon. And we just sat through, although that's not probably fair sounding, we had the opportunity to see Professor Layton and the Internal Diva. Sat the Eternal Diva. Sound like you said internal. Eternal. And the Eternal Diva. Uh, we decided to let Ben pick a movie this time, because we realized that we never actually let Ben do anything. Uh, I, I edit everything, Dixon is our transport guy, Ben, we realized we don't let him do anything, so we let him pick this movie, and he picked one off of his top five, it was number two, I think, two yes, or three? two. It's in the same continuity as the games, so if you're only fan of those, congratulations, you know more than most of us, and it's a prequel? Like, is it his first story? His earliest story? His second uh... earliest story? I wasn't paying attention to the to the advertisements for the games in the trailers <laughs> for the beginning of the movie. Uh, out of the series, I can't remember off by heart right now. It's, it's not the first one. No, it's the first, not the first one, one. The first is the last Spectre. It's, I believe, the second one. It may be the third one. I'm pretty sure it's the second one. There's no real reason. To, I don't think I, there's not much I could say to it that's really as a brief plot synopsis. This is relatively. This is a little bit of an older one, and I'm not saying the enemy is niche, but it certainly has its market because it's Professor Layton. Oh yeah. It's an anime based off of a video game. A DS video game. Yes. Yeah. I'm still amazed that the series was popular enough summer to actually earn this kind of stature. But yeah, you know. Oh, it's, it's actually quite huge. I know. So stranger things have happened. So I won't go into a plot detail other than Professor Layton solves a puzzle. There you go. Amazing puzzle. I don't know if it was amazing. I think well, we have different opinions on amazing. Fair enough. I mean, it's... It's kind of like the game, except if you take the puzzles out. Yes, it does. It is. It's essentially all the story aspects minus the actual gameplay. Except there are puzzles in this. There are puzzles in it, and you can't solve them. You can't solve them. We'll get into that as we get as we get into it. Uh, should you hunt this sucker down? How hard was it for you to find on DVD? Uh, not really. Actually, I just literally came across. Like I knew it came out like years ago in uh, Japan. Uh, but its release date here was November in 2011. Yeah, I think so. I ended up picking it up uh, in 2012. That's when I came across it. You just found it like an HMV or something? Actually, yes. Should you hunt this down? Uh, I say skip it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know what? If you're a fan of the games, you like the movie. It's a good chance you've already seen it if you're a fan. Yeah, that too. But I mean, as an individual person, you know what? I, you know, it's It's a little hokey. I think is the, is the nicest way to say it. Like it's, it's it certainly it feels appropriate that's anime. I mean, we had this problem I think with Forty Seven Ronin, where if it had been anime, we probably wouldn't have had the issue we have with it, debatably. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but with this one, I do feel it's appropriate that it is anime. It would have been humorous had it been you know live action. There'd have been something else to look at. I, <laughs> that's for sure. Oh, completely. That would have been amazing. Well, I think that's half the appeal is the is the art. The art style is unique and it is is quite eye catching. It. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of it kind of reminds me a little bit of like Astro Boy and that I can't remember the animator's name, but that art style is very distinctive. Uh, oh, like the facial features and the like the noses and the hairs, it's body very shapes. basic yet still very distinctive. Yeah, like yeah, elongated. He's, he's, uh, I know you're. T- I, I don't know. His name. Pronounce, like, but no, the art style is definitely like it is very. I like the art style. I'm, I'm not familiar with the games. I knew they existed, but. You have better things to play in your DS than logic puzzles? I don't play anything on my DS. I just have them. <laughs> you have I play Pokemon. Uh, the one game. <laughs> but no, I, I like the art style, you know, and I think if you're interested in, in animation, you should go watch it. If you're a like, fan of uh, 
the Astro Boy or Hayao Miyazaki, like that kind of anime. Not if you're interested in Naruto or a more action-oriented anime, maybe not for you. But this one is certainly slower. I yeah, not, not slower is not even the correct term. It's the tone's different. Yeah, different different tone, different pace. I don't know if, if it's just even for kids because it's there are some darker elements to it. It's not graphic or anything, but and I think some of the stuff near the end might go over their heads because yeah. yeah. Like, it just might, they might just, like, get confused or bored. Because it is a rather... It's a very slow, talky kind of thing, and I, I definitely don't think it would appeal to kids. But I, I would suggest it. I'd suggest it. I mean, if it was on Netflix, that'd be great, but I guess not. I don't think oh. it is on Netflix, but... It might be on It's kind of has a pseudo-European style, too, so maybe if you, like, Triplets of Belleville or some, something like that, like that vein. Like, it is different. And it is an interesting mystery. It's We haven't let Ben decide if you should, if you should, if you should see it. Although I don't think we have to let Ben say anything here, because we already know what he's going to say. Well, yeah, I, I gave the little, you know, couple-minute review of it there. And, you know, what I would say, you know, basically like what Dixon said, you know, if you like anime, if you do like, you know, the Astro Boys and just the slower films like that, you know, it's a great thing. What do you what do you think of the music? Well, before we get into, like, music and such, yeah, stuff okay. like that, yeah. I want to ask a question. Of the, of, would you recommend this to someone who's a mystery buff? Is it something you think you could recommend to someone who's a bit a keen on mystery, like like novels and things like that, or like they like Sherlock mm. Holmes or Inspector Poirot or things like that? Yeah, Miss Marvel mysteries. Mm. I actually, if if it depends, kind of on I think the age of the audience in question. With that in mind, I do think you could recommend it to someone who's into like mystery novels and things like that. But, but they they do have to tend to be someone in the teenage range. Yeah, this is certainly in teenage range, but. But one that wouldn't take it too serious. I definitely think... Maybe like a full-out Sherlock Holmes fan, like, dead right into it, probably wouldn't appreciate it. Probably not. But I mean, if you, you know, like the little bit of humorous kind of mystery, you'd enjoy it. There there was humor in this. There was some humor, like a lot of visual, there's some visual stuff and some... There's a lot of, it's a lot of visual gags. Not not jokes, but... Gags, I think it's the word. Yeah, yeah. A little slapstick at times. Gag slapstick. Mostly from, um... The inspector. Grosky of the inspector. yard. Yeah. Grosky the, of the yard. The barrel-chested, uh... Pompadour. Pompadour. Huge chester. I, I wish he had done more. It's very... Yeah, it's kind of distracting. It's kind of weird, because... I thought there was going to be some other gag to that, because I'm not familiar with the character. I'm like, is there, like, a little guy in there? Or is he, like, a dog? I didn't... Uh, and then later you see him with the shirt off. It's like, oh no, that's just his chest hair. Okay, this is this yeah. is not Final Fantasy thirteen. He doesn't have a chokeable living in his hair. <laughs> oh, it's just, it was just like kind of weird. So I was like, I, I just thought it was going to go somewhere else. No, he was just supposed to be like an old fashioned manly man. He's okay. big. He's buff. He's got a hairy chest. And he's so, got the big hair. Yeah. So with that in mind, uh, go see. Like I said, you go find this somewhere. You can basically find it in HMV for probably pretty cheap. Like ten bucks, probably twelve bucks. Oh, about fifteen, but so let's go into some a um, let's go into a little more detail. Little truth be told, I'm not gonna lie. Um, the more I watch anime, the stuff that I hear is really good from other people. The more I realize I've become this old fuddy duddy that just doesn't like anime anymore. Because I had the same problem with uh, Summoner Wars that we watched a little bit ago. We'll talk about that one one day, I'm sure. But for this movie, it's. It's tones all over the place. It's got its moment where it wants to be swashbuckling, wants to be a mystery, wants to be comedic. Anytime Luke's doing something, it's supposed to be, oh, look at the dumb little kid. Definitely got that across. Yeah. Oh. To be fair, he's like, I believe he would be 11. 
I think he's necessary for the story, cause, or else it gets a little too... Uh... Otherwise, Professor Layton solves everything. And he doesn't talk to anybody. Yeah. Because he, he admittedly, Layton's kind of a... He's kind of a non-entity in his own story until very late. He tends to just be in the background and be like, oh... And... Go this way. You know, like he's showing you where to go. He's a very straightforward man. Yeah. I... Well, I mean, we'll start there. Like, I, I liked Professor Layton. Professor I, like, Layton's... I like the voice acting in this movie. There we go. As I understand it, with the exception of the kid for Luke, it is all from the games. Yes, it is, actually. Is it Luke 2, or...? Luke has been changed. I'm not sure why. Maybe the kid had puberty. <laughs> no, that's, that's a legit reason. Oh, it probably is. Uh, but at the very least, they kept the well-known voice cast, which do all fit. Like, Professor Layton, he, he sounds appropriate. He, he sounds yeah. like a proper English gentleman who's got the... He's got the flair... Professor Layton's a cool dude. I just wish he was kind of more of an entity in his own story. Like, he always feels like he's... I don't want to say he's like Sherlock, although he's very clearly trying to be. Because he's kind of this character who's not important to his own story. Like, if you pull Professor Layton out, I don't think it would change anything. Except maybe the ending. And even that, I question. You well, can no, find he's someone solving else to... stuff, but... I don't know, maybe we're missing a lot of the dialogue like that would be in the games and the interactions, but... He's just pointing stuff out, and he, you know, he's kind of he strings it all together at the end. So that yeah, like he's yeah. important for the ends, but and he's I, important to the plot. Like he, like he was picked. I've always had the issue with Professor Layton in general. It always feels like he's even in the stories that are more about him. You take the third game, Unwound Future. That was the one time I felt like he was involved in the story. Yeah. Every other time it was just like, well, let's just pull this character out and pretend I'm him instead, and oh, nothing changes. I solve all the puzzles anyway. That's just me, though. That's uh, yeah. Like I said, he, he's very he's a very straightforward gentleman. He is apparently being a proper uh, British gentleman involves tea drinking, archaeology, sword fighting, piloting giant mecha, playing two songs at the same time on an accordion musical instrument piano thing. And what else does he do in this movie? Oh yes, he creates a helicopter. MacGyver's the shit. It was a helicopter easy. from a fan, like a. A, a chainsaw, a fan, a barrel he cuts in half, a door, and some other small pieces. And it flies three, and of course works the first time. Yeah, it works pretty good. Except, yeah. Oh, you should see it's even better in one of the other games there. He makes a frickin' uh, coin-shooting gun out of a slot machine. I've actually seen that. Yeah. I kind of would need to see a bit more of that, but I'm glad there wasn't that much of it, because it would have been a bit too silly if he was doing that every five seconds. The aesthetic of the world, once again, is interesting. Like, it's... Kind of steampunk, but kind of not. Like, it's got its own... It's unique. It is very yeah. unique. It's not just like, oh, we slapped a bunch of goggles on everybody and like the word steam in front of everything. No. It... Yeah. Like, that's something I even like about the games, even as well, is that they, the thing where it looks very appropriate. Except for the things that are, I hate to say this, really silly. Like, for example, the big giant mecha or the a super accordion thing. Like, it I'm sorry, weird. That did look really weird. But I mean, the whole point is supposed to be a whole orchestra, so I kind of get the different instruments hanging off of it. I don't know what the harp's doing there, or how anything plays the harp, but whatever. <laughs> it's like I, the rest of it. I kind of said, oh, they're all they are all wind. Well, instruments. to be fair, it's not like you get a detailed look at it. I mean, you kind of get just like the zoom. You get out. a detailed look. You, you don't get a detailed look at it, but the the first thing that draws your eye is the fact there's a harp sitting off to your left of the thing, and there's yeah. no way for the harp to be played. Because that's not how harps work. There's no giant hand playing. There's no giant hand strumming it. Like it, this is it's a well, big no, but if there's but just with the angle there was though, there could have been like little. Okay, I don't care how it works. I really don't care. Those things could all just been for show. Yeah, admittedly, it, it could be like a big synthesizer because it <laughs> obviously did other things. Yes, it, 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 it did plenty of things. It was 
crucial to the plot. We won't spoil it, because I feel that's half the fun of this, is if you spoil it, what's the point? Yeah. yeah. Really. So we won't spoil all it can do, but I can guarantee you it's a musical instrument, it conducts science in multitudes of ways, and somehow pilots a giant mech because it's Japan and everything is pilots a giant Yeah, mech. you don't think you'd see that, but it was in this movie. So this villain shows up, there's a villain in this movie, and he shows, this a little bit of a spoiler, but he shows up in other games, right? Yeah, he's been in the previous... Because he just shows up kind of out of nowhere. And it's like, ah! Like, as a fan, were you, like, surprised when he showed up? A little bit. Like, what, like was there any telltale signs that he was control- like he was there? Not really, because Professor Layton's rivals slash enemies kind of tend to be science guys. Because, I mean, there's, uh, you know, the guy in here, uh, there's Don Paulo... That's that dude at the beginning with the penguin thing, right? Yes, with the uh, epic umbrella. <laughs> but I'm, I'm just and saying, like, I kind of felt, I was just kind of like, oh, like, that's, that's a guy? It's certainly, it's one of those things that is very like, oh, if you've played the game, you know this is cool, but if you haven't, they never do anything to explain who this character is to you. Yeah. Which is problematic for a film. For me, like, where I like this, I was actually enjoying this movie, and I did not... I still enjoyed it, just the ending for me was kind of just like, it was almost kind of too slow, and like the payoff was like, eh, like... The payoff does drag. I, I, I do agree on that regard. Although it does include, there's the epic sword fight with the villain. See, I like that. Like, I, I like it. Like, I don't have a problem with it. It just, it, it's very, it's it's uh, it's weird for Professor Layton. Yeah, and every, I mean, the whole point that like, just comes down to everything just seems too elaborate. Like, the whole plot of this movie, like, what the objectives are... Why? Why was this whole ruse necessary in the first place? Like it didn't seem necessary. None of it. No, like they could have just like kidnapped one girl, and that would have solved the problem. Like, and that would have been wouldn't it. Wouldn't have solved everything. Pretty much. Uh... That was my issue with it. And then the other, like like the, the, the other whole moment. secondary plot, like none of that was necessary at all. Mostly because it doesn't seem like it actually has any influence on anything. It's like, oh, you've done this great. Now what? What was you, what was you, what, what were you expecting? Two? It's the underplant's known plan. Step one, do this. Step two, profit. What's step two here? Is you get step one, but step one still under step two. Mm. Step three, profit. Wait, what? <laughs> What's step two here? I get you're the bad guys, so we're not supposed to let you do it. But for the first time, I'm just like, don't let them do it. I actually want to see what happens because it doesn't seem to nothing happen. seems really that diabolical here. No, nothing. In fact. I mean, like, the villain's motivation is actually less evil than the, than the other character, the one that we're kind of supposed to sympathize with. Yeah, the He's char- actually got, a like, a worse, what more he's doing, vile yeah. motive than the villain. What he's yeah. doing is, is one of those things you're just like, no, that's evil, dude. I'm sorry. You have best intentions, but evil. Evil is shit. <laughs> Once again, this movie does suffer from the fact of lack of knowledge. If you do watch, if you have played, like, all the other games, you get a little more into this. I, I don't. But... Do, you, do you learn more about uh, like his mentor there, Professor Professor Shafley or Schaefer? Or... Oh, you know, I'm seriously drawing a blank. Anyway, Professor Nomouth. But anyway, because, yeah, like, his, his mentor. You do actually does, get more information in other games. Does he? Is he? He's all about Ambrosia, apparently. Uh, he's does that uh, come up a lot? Like no, he that no, was he's not all. Yeah, once again, he he's like Professor Layton. He's a archaeologist. So he just dabbles at whatever thing he finds on the side of the road, and he makes that his new life quest for the next three weeks. Kind of. I mean, like I, I admit, I'll admit that I don't know as much as Ben does because I've only played 
the first three games uh, through Curious Village, Diabolical Box, which that was kind of a fun campus. Like, oh, he has the box there. Don't open that. Trust me. Uh, and Unwound Future. So I, I've actually played through the first three games, and it's like, oh, cool. I actually it's like, oh, it's this character. And I, and I saw some things, but unfortunately, even your knowledge of half of the series of games is not enough because you're still kind of missing characters. Well, yeah, because this... This one does kind of come before the, the first three games. And it does seem so. like there are a lot of characters. There are a lot there of ancillary characters that don't have any points. No, no. Them. Well, I mean, all the all his, like, his associates all kind of matter, but there's a lot of backstory. It is nice that all the backstories went into these other characters on the, on the concert. The, the concert. few surviving uh, characters. <clears throat> like it is the, interesting. Like the football player, or soccer, uh, who the golden leg... I like how the cap, the captain-looking dude, whose name I never got. Golden left leg, yeah. He's the, he's the golden left leg. I thought your leg looked familiar. He's wearing pants. I've never seen a soccer player wear pants. And then he pulls up his leg, and it's this comically... I'm sorry, it's comically unproportioned the rest of his body with this nasty scar on it. Like, okay, he's he's, he's a soccer player. He's got to... It's also the art style, This perspective there's a little skewed, too. I, I think yeah. so. It's just, it's just, I'm putting it in the rest of his body, and he, it's like Popeye's arms, but on legs. <laughs> It's just, it's just like, like he's, yeah. They're all kind of interesting, you know? Like, you don't get a whole lot about the sailor, though, which I was a little surprised at. Because everyone else yeah. got, like, this thing, and it's just like, who's this guy? He's just, he had a lot of money because he was a captain? I guess. And he knew when the sharks were. Why did the sharks have things on their noses? Because they were being controlled. Yeah, they, they were controls. Oh, okay. I, I actually like, didn't pick up on that. I like the wolves with the uh, things on their ear. I didn't actually pick up on that. I assumed See, that I thought racist. that was going to go to something else. Like, oh, we're going to give Luke something to do. Because yeah. I can hear him now. No. Yeah, no... I mean, he. he Why did they tell us this? Why did they tell us that Luke can talk to animals just to show? Oh, I can't talk to animals because they're being controlled. It's like the the Hitman comic, not the comic, not not the video game character, but there's a character called Hitman who had extra vision and could read minds. He was a DC Comics character, but every issue he like would hit his head or drink a Slurpee too fast, (laughs) and his powers wouldn't work for the whole issue. <laughs> because it's every one, time it's one of those things where if you could if you could speak to the animal, it would probably ruin the plot right there because they'd be like, "Help, we're being controlled" or something. I don't know. It's this guy. It's kind of, and the reason why they tell him is because it is kind of one of his character. Does it traits. does it help in the games? Oh, it actually does quite a few times. Although I find most of the animals he interacts with the games are just dicks to him. Like that cat. Well, just because they listen, it doesn't mean he controls them. He just That's true. He can just no. communicate. Well, I can talk to anybody on Earth, but. You know, that knows English, I, I, but... I do that, trust me. It's yeah. not as fun as it sounds. What else was good or bad? I like I was saying before, the music. Oh, sorry, it's the music, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, like, what do you think of it? There's some catchy little tunes, but I didn't find anything particularly, like... Like, I the opera parts, I didn't really care for. Like, it didn't sound like opera to me. It sounded like singing, but not opera singing. Like, there was, there was catchy. The songs were catchy. Like, if, if this was all done through the same company that makes the games... You know, then bravo for them. Like, this is a really good... They certainly know how to present Professor You know, yeah. but they, they're still... Like, you can still see, like... Like, the animation is top-notch. I still think that's the strongest point of this movie is the animation the style. Yeah. The songs, I think they're kind of coming from the video game perspective. Like, they're, they're, they're catchy and they're kind of short. They're, they're, they're almost... They're background And you can probably get them looped. But nothing stood out as, like, a great piece to me. Well, to be fair, actually quite a few of them are from the games. But uh, a lot of them are sh- cut down and shortened just to fit, like, the certain sections. Yeah, exactly. Like, you can have something loop in a, you know, you're working on a puzzle for 15 minutes. Yeah. You can have a song loop for a little bit minutes? and everything. Here, it's like, well, this song's kind of like a good tense song, so we'll have this part. I'd... 
but I, I, I'm, I'm with you on this one, Dixon. The music is is solid. It definitely does feel like it's come from the video games. Knowing it doesn't have the movie, but it doesn't. Uh... It's not a. Uh, it's it's background noise. If it, it does what it needs to do, but it's not something you'll be humming later. It's not something that'll catch your. The only one that I that caught me and like this is stupid, but it reminded me of a bit from a, a Simpsons like bit. Dark Stanley. Dark Stanley. Like, it's very oh. maybe just just the instruments being played, but I, I think it is. Yeah. Is it hearing? Is you show me that afterwards, hearing the two, sort of back to back. I can hear one. I can, yeah, I can see that. But I mean, I actually own most of the soundtracks from the games. Honestly, like the gaming ones, you know, they, they are a little lower quality, but they actually do orchestrated ones. And it's actually very nice classical sounding music. I'm sure See, that, that could just be a taste thing then, because I'm not a huge classical fair enough. fan. Fair yeah. If you're not a big fan of classical or classical esque, you know, or just orchestrated, you know, the music won't appeal to you as much. Like I'm not, you know, like we we have a friend that like has a bunch of Hans Zimmer and yeah, I got a bunch like, of uh, Hans Zimmer too. Danny Elfman, you know, like tracks on his computer and listens to them. And I've just never been into that really. Uh, so I guess we'll just go into rating here just to kind of wrap things up under time limit. I'll go first on this one. I said earlier that I'm kind of a fuddy-duddy when it comes to anime these days. I don't think that this movie falls under any exception. And don't get me wrong, I didn't hate myself for watching it. Um, That's important. It is important. <laughs> it just makes it harder to recommend because I'm just like, eh, I, I'm kind of blasé on the whole thing. Like it, It's good, it's got its moments, it definitely feels like it fits with the games which is something more adaptations, I think, need to work properly. Like, having something that's like, oh, it fits in the game's continuity, because nerds will do that. Nerds will make it fit if it doesn't. So I'm glad that it does fit, kind of naturally. Like, it, it's not forced. It's nice that it's the same company handling, so it's not a misinterpretation of the idea. Like, if they are going to do this kind of thing, where you take a game story and uh, continue it in a movie, this is the way to do it. Yeah. I just don't know that Professor Lee would have been what I would have chose. It works. For what it is, it's good. It's just not what I would have picked if I'm taking an adaptation of a video game. I I don't know what I would have picked, because those those tend to be horrible. I mean... <laughs> video game adaptations? They the tend movies? to be horrible. No. So what you're saying is, this is probably the best video game adaptation you've ever seen. I still argue the best video game movie I've ever seen is Wreck-It Ralph. But that's not based it's not on adaptation. Game. It's not, I know. Adaptation. I didn't say it was. <laughs> I said it's the best video game saying. movie. That's while saying video game adaptation. That that that's first Mortal Kombat. If, or, uh, first Mortal Kombat. <laughs> first Resident Evil. I actually really dug that one. It's nothing like the games. It's good. It's close to the games. It's as close as W. Paul W. S. Anderson's going to get. That's like saying Silent Hill the movie. Silent Hill. It, it, it's my dad really likes that movie. I'll admit. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> uh, the point is, we'll the adaptation thing is something for another time. As far as being a video game movie, this one is solid. It's a good story. This I, is, I think you're right. This is the right way to do it. This is the right way to do it. I definitely think the fact that you have to be a fan and have played the more recent games is a little disheartening. But because, mm. like I said, I come in with knowledge of half the series, and it's not enough. Yeah, the later half, unfortunately. Uh, so I think that's a little disheartening. But it is what it is. Uh, I, I think about a rating, I'd have to give it just. I want to cheat and give it a half rating, but I don't do that. So I'm gonna go with the six. I'm gonna give it a six. I liked it. I would probably recommend it to someone who is a mystery fan or who's a Preservation fan who for some reason hasn't seen it. I just don't know how far it would stretch outside of that. Could I recommend it to someone who watches anime? Maybe. But even that, I'm not sure. Six is solid, yeah. Yeah, I'd give it a six as well. I think it's definitely better than average. And I would recommend... Like, it is... I don't think it's as niche as that. I think I would recommend it to kids, you know, like... It's not all that dark. 
I just think like some of the plot stuff would get over the heads. But you know what? When they're older, they get appreciated when they rewatch it. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff I didn't get watching the, some of the Hayao Miyazaki films that I got when I was or older, you know? Or Disney films. Yeah, there's a little nuances, you know? So Not that I guess... Not, not, not with this so much nuance, but just you have more of an attention span to get the whole reveal. Yeah. yeah. But no, I I, liked, I really like the style. Like, And I would actually be interested to see if this company would do another movie of Layton or maybe do a, its own... A, a different property that exists purely as a film. How that would work. Could be interesting. That, that could be an interesting be experiment. Because nice. they seem to be able... They pulled it off here well. Is If you didn't tell me this was based off a video game, you wouldn't really think like that. Well, unless you saw the three, two trailers before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, uh, the only thing yeah. I can really say for this is... I I'm sure, I think I understand how Luke works in the video games. His, his purpose there. Here, though, he doesn't do a whole lot. And I, I would have... There could have... You could have... I would have maybe more centered on the kids. Because there's quite a few kids in this story. Yeah. I, I don't know, like, or maybe just have, like lessen his role. I don't know. I sometimes I found him a little annoying. <laughs> a I, don't little? Think, I, don't think, I don't think that's the point of him. I don't think the point of Luke is to be annoying. No. And I just I, he just didn't have a lot to do here at times. And yeah. that was one thing that I always liked about it. like I always, I'm comparing these to the Hayao Miyazaki films and some other kind of those kind of anime films. You know, the, the kids are usually the important ones in doing stuff here. That he's kind of. He's on the wave. He's not really contributing, but I really dig the style of this, you know. And I, I would almost watch it again. I could say I could watch this again because it's not so overbearing like some other animes I've seen recently, where it's like I couldn't watch that again. Like it was just it was it was enough once. Yeah. I liked it, but it was enough once. This I liked it, and I I could watch this again sometime if it was on TV or Netflix, unlikely or, or on Netflix. You know, yeah. I could watch it. I guess you know that you've, you've already yeah, rated yeah. it. Yeah, you've already I've already had but... the rating of eight and. Would it, does that hold true to this? I assume it does, but I want to just ask. Got to be still want to assume. Gotta be yeah, still... I mean, to me, you know, it's still an eight, but once again, I've come in with a lot more information. Well, I mean, you're into and it. So that's I, that's the thing it. too. Yeah, yeah and I'm into it. I got. I'm not even. I'm not even saying that affects rating. I'm just curious if that was still the yeah. rating, really. No, I'm, I'm going to be perfectly honest. It does affect the rating. Okay, that's fair. So you got your eight rating. And... Yeah. We both got six out of ten. We both agreed on this. For different sure. reasons. Yeah. For different reasons. I think I think it's just because I've become an old fuddy-duddy when it comes to anime. You are old. <laughs> I am old. Anyway, I think that'll be the Three Guys Podcast signing out. I don't know if we'll be back... Uh, I don't know when we'll be back in theaters. We've got stuff coming out soon, so look forward to that. We'll try best to fill the time in between until we actually get back into theaters. Yeah. If, if you enjoyed this, you know, maybe comment. And if you want us to do more of the, our top favorite our top five for movies and make everyone else watch our one of our favorites you know like i can make everyone watch hobo the shotgun again or <laughs> we can watch that? uh die hard or something because you know that's yeah. really good to watch die hard too i'm specific you know, like, we, we can start making our way through the list uh, yeah. you know if you enjoyed it comment below yeah like a comment or, subscribe uh check us out on we got the itunes i'm gonna but it's time to shamelessly plug ourselves we're on itunes if you're interested for three guys podcast you'll find us eventually i'm sorry uh, there'll be a link with the website just to download the podcast itself in MP3 format. Like, subscribe, comment, tell us we suck. Whatever you have to do, uh, just, just we'll take it. We'll take it. Yeah, we'll take whatever attention we can get because we are needy that way. Yep. Right. If there's a favorite genre you want us to look into, post it. Well, yeah, we're we've we, we've sat in sci-fi for so long. We want to see what you people want us to watch. Go easy on us, please. <laughs> Nothing too awful. We're, we're just human. We are human beings. No more of that movie we shall not name. Shut up.
That's the Three Guys Podcast signing out. Say goodnight, folks. Good night. Bye.